0: Have you been thinking about wanting to start your own podcast? When I was trying to get the Evan Witt show off the ground, trying to find where to go, I had a lot of questions and trying to figure it out, and Anchor was the place to go. Easy to start, easy to use, and it's free, and you can get your podcast heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all other great places that people like to listen. The answer, again, is Anchor, and I love using Anchor as it's extremely easy and simple and free to use. If you want to join me with Anchor on your podcast, then go to anchor.fm slash start and join me and the diverse community of all the podcasters that Anchor has to offer. I enjoy and cannot wait to start hearing your first podcast. That's anchor.fm slash start. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Evan Witt Show. Today is Thursday july 25th and packer training camp opened up today the brewers are deciding if they should be buyers or sellers and wwe is going in a new direction on raw and smackdown between eric bischoff and paul Heyman taking over as executive directors of raw and smackdown Uh, i'm gonna have lots to talk about here today um You know, what should the Milwaukee Brewers do uh, moving forward? Should they buy? Should they sell? Or should they do what nobody's talking about? Should they stand pat? And I'm going to give my thoughts on that. I'm going to give my thoughts on biggest question marks in in, uh, training camp for the Packers. I'm also going to give my thoughts on Mike Daniels being let go by the Green Bay Packers yesterday, July 21st. Fourth, going to give my thought there. Going to also give some uh, update on some big news that um, is happening in my life, as well as uh, going to go on a bit of a rant to start. So, first of all, the Evan Witt show, which I apologize for not coming to you for quite some time. I've, I've just been busy, and I'm about to get even busier. The Evan Witt Show is brought to you by Coach Evan Fitness. If you are looking to lose weight, if you're looking to get into shape, if you're looking to make some some changes in your life, then let me help you. I've been on a fitness journey since 2012, and I've been doing it with Beachbody, um... Beach Body, since 2013, when I first did Insanity. Insanity, a workout program um, that is a pretty tough 60 day program that's going to kick your ass. And then I've done a whole bunch of other programs too, like P90X3, Lift 4, <clears throat> um, Body Beast, just to name a bunch. Um, and their programs that are going to help you get results. Like, here's the thing. There's a lot of information out there. A lot of things out there. A lot of different options out there. But at the end of the day, fitness is a two pronged attack. Being healthy is a two pronged attack. Losing weight is a two pronged attack. And it's eating healthy and exercising. That is what That is what it is. That is what it does. Um, That is how you get results. And if you want to get results, I'm here to help you get those results. And if you want to join me, all you got to do is shoot me an email. CoachEvan66 at gmail.com. That's CoachEvan66 at gmail.com dot com shoot me a message let's connect and let's work together and give you know help people get results at the end of the day so before I go into the show talking packers and talking brewers and things like that the 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 thing I want to the thing I want to get at is. Why are people so negative about other people's successes? You know, I have a follower and a person I follow on Facebook. I'm not going to you know, go into details, but this person had an exciting opportunity happen for them today. The person shared it on Twitter. And it went about as <clears throat> exactly as you thought it would go. The majority of the comments, happy. The majority of the comments, celebratory. The majority, excuse me, of the comments saying, yay. But there are those few people, unfortunately, who just can't, just can't show people love or support for any reason whatsoever. And, (sighs) Why? Like, why do we have to be negative for people? Why do we have to, like, you know, piss in somebody else's Cheerios? Why do we need to try to bring other people down and put people down? Why can't we just be happy for somebody? And if you can't be for whatever reason, you can't be happy for whatever reason, why comment on it? Like, seriously, why comment on somebody's post Something negative if they're happy about something that happened to them. It it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Like seriously. Just be happy for people. There's enough and and my tweet that I sent out not long ago said it best. You know, there's there's enough hate in the world. The world has the world has enough hate in it. Be the light in this world. Be happy, be supportive, be encouraging, lift people up. And that is exactly why I I am a fitness coach is because I want to help lift people up. I want to help people reach their goals, reach their potential, get to where they want to get to. That is what I want to do. That is what I strive to do. And if you get a new job, if you buy a house, if you drop 50 pounds, I'm going to be happy for you. I'm going to pat you on the back and say, congratulations, that is effing awesome. And I'm also going to be here to help re- help lift you up if you are feeling down, if negative things are happening, if you're feeling sad. I'm going to be the first one to lift you up and say, hey, I got your back. Because like I said, the world has enough hate in it. The world has enough people are hateful in it. So let's lift each other up. Let's be the light in the world. And and let's be positive. Let's be encouraging. Let's be supportive of each other, if that makes sense. And I know that sounds cheesy. That sounds what cliche, whatever, but at the end of the day, let's just support each other. So that that is my thought. That is my little rant. And I wasn't gonna bring it up. wasn't gonna talk go on a little rant. I was just gonna focus on my show at hand <clears throat> and what we're gonna talk about. But I, I, I just felt like I had to share that. I had to get that off my chest. So, with that said, Mike Daniels, Mike Daniels, let go by the Green Bay Packers yesterday. Un, 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 un um. I don't even know what word I want to use. Unexpectedly let go. And, you know, I look at it from, I look at this in two ways. The, the first angle I look at this is from a, from a personnel standpoint, I get it. The move makes sense. Mike Daniels doesn't really fit. What the Packers want to do defensively, you look at the Packers' defense. You look at their, you know, the the bodies they're bringing in to run their defense, to play in their defense. Daniels is undersized and he's being overpaid, and he's coming off injury plagued year. They uh, they felt it was the right time to let Mike Daniels go, and it it, it sucks. It is un... Fortunate that they let him go, but it, 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 at the end of the day, it's a business. Football is a business at the end of the day. And at the end of the day, they felt that they would be better off going with what they have on their depth chart as opposed to paying Mike Daniels $10 million. You know, Dean Lowry, James Looney, uh, Tyler Lancaster, Kingsley Kiki, Kenny Clark, Montrevius Adams, Fadol. Thaddeus Brown, those are guys they feel. Um, those are guys they feel best fit their scheme. They got a lot of depth, a lot of competition going on on the defensive line right now, and they decided to part ways with the uh, the older guy, and they gave the money to the younger guy, in Dean Lowry. And yes, Dean Lowry, nothing special. He's a guy that gives a lot of effort, a guy that fights for everything he has. But if you if you drew up if you drew up a prototypical three four defensive end, on paper, the size, the frame, the body type of Dean Lowry is what you what you pick. And that is what the Packers are looking for now. They're going away from the, the old school Ted, Th- Ted Thompson. Let's make this guy work. I don't care if he doesn't fit what we, we prefer, uh, body type guy wise, but we're gonna, you, your job is to make it work. So when you bring in a Nick Perry to play defense, uh, outside linebacker rather than defensive end, uh, play him in a position that he's not familiar with. When you, uh, force and Mike Daniels made a long career in Green Bay, and I'm very grateful for what he did, but you're forcing Mike Daniels to play in a front, to play a defense that he's not uh, a fit for, and then you turn him into an every-down player, where he is, to me, he was best used as a rotational guy. And is, the more playing time you gave him, unfortunately, the more injuries started piling on. See, Daniels should have been used as a rotational guy, put him in on pass rushing situations, rushing from the middle, rushing from the edge, on obvious passing downs. That's what they should have done with Mike Daniels, but instead they play him every down, they play him every game, they play him every snap as many, as often as they can when he's available, and I think he just broke down a little bit. And at the the end of the day, he 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 broke down, and they unfortunately he couldn't be the the contributor that he was three four years ago, or uh, two three four five years ago. He couldn't be that guy anymore, and, and it sucks seeing Mike Daniels go. And with that said, talking about the reason why it was a a a good move in my opinion, from a personal standpoint, to let him go. There's a couple of things that I want to start, uh, talk about first. First of all, I don't like the timing of it. You say you were trying to trade him. Um, you couldn't find any suitors, so you had to let him go. Well, how long have you been trying to trade him? Did you just get to training camp and decide it's time to trade him? Or have you been working all offseason trying to find suitors, trying to find somebody to say, yeah, we'll take him? So what, what exactly, what exactly, when exactly did you decide that you were going to try to trade him and then let him go? Because you you shouldn't have waited all the way till first day, well, right before first day of training camp to, to you know, to cut him. You should have had a timeline in place, and part of this, and I was listening to a show this morning, or this afternoon, on 105.7 The Fan, the the uh, the Big Show, and Santana Dotson, former Green Bay Packer, Santana Dotson was on it, and he was talking about how the agent should get part of the blame because the agent should have been pushing for the Packers to release him sooner, more like around the draft, if the writing was on the wall. You should have been trying to send them out right around the draft. That is what you should have done. That is what you should have focused. That's when you should have tried to move him. And at the end of the day, now you get nothing for him. You get a lot of uh, people complaining and controversy now. And I know you don't have to answer the people that are whining and complaining. But at the end of the day, you got the fan base now that is like, what the hell are you doing? Giving rid of... Mike Daniels right now, why not get rid of him sooner? And they didn't, and now the Packers got an answer for that. And for those that are like, you know, well, great, he uh, wasn't doing much anyways, he was always hurt, he wasn't available, blah, blah, blah. Let's think about Mike Daniels, the man, for a minute. Let's look at Mike Daniels, the man, okay? Mike Daniels, the man... Was and appears to be a great person on and off the field. Great family man, appears to be a great husband, a great father, and a great ambassador for the NFL and for the Green Bay Packers and for the the uh, um, for the Packers and for the um, and for the community in Green Bay. He did a lot. Him and his wife did a lot for the community in Green Bay. He did a lot, and I got to tip my hat to him. Same with Ha-Ha Clinton-Dick. Yes, ha Clinton-Dick's the player. Eh, it, it, he could, it, it it wasn't very good, but Ha-Ha Clinton-Dick's the man did great things for the city of Green Bay and the city of Milwaukee, so I wish ha Clinton-Dick well, even being with the Bears. I wish him well. I hope he rediscovers the type of player he was his second and third year in the league before he seemed to have hit that wall, right before he's going to get his second contract. Uh, Mike Daniels, I wish him the best of luck. I wish him well. I want to see him succeed and I hope he catches on somewhere quickly and I hope he's able to accomplish what he wants to both on and off the field moving forward. His wife, I hope she's able to accomplish what she wants to do on and off the field moving forward. And those that want a little positivity in their life, go look her up on Twitter or on Facebook or something. Um, I really enjoy following Heaven Daniels. Uh, She's a great follow. very, Very good content. It's very positive. Very supportive of other people. And as I said, that's what we need to have more of in society today enough of this hate, enough of this putting people down just for the sake of putting people down. But Mike Daniels, wish you the best of luck. So before I move on to uh, the the Packers roster and how I see this potentially shaping up and what positions I'm most excited to follow during the duration of training camp, I want to let you all know about an opportunity that's coming my way. So I, I don't know um, how it's going to interfere with the Evan Witt show, the Evan Witt, pod, Evan Witt podcast. But as many of you know, I am a lover of sports. I love sports. I love talking sports. I love reading sports. I love watching sports. I love sports. I love writing sports. And I didn't really decide or figure out that I could talk sports for a living. Until later in life, I know some of the people working in radio now, uh, doing the podcast now started up when they were in high school, early college. Um, that's when they started doing this stuff. And I have a, I have a lot of ground to cover moving forward, but I'm getting that first step to try to cover that ground as I've offered and accepted the part time on air. I'm sorry, part time producer. For 620 that could potentially down the road lead to some on-air opportunities. You know, I was, trying, I was getting a little ahead of myself talking right there. My, my brain, my mouth was working faster than my brain wanted to. Just, just there. Um, but I'm excited for this opportunity. I'm excited to get started for 620 WTMJ and see where it brings me to. 620 TMJ. For those that don't know, is affiliated with Good Karma Broadcasting, which also runs uh, ESPN Milwaukee, ESPN Madison. So there's potential for growth there, and I'm excited to do the best job that I can do. I know it's going to put more on my plate. and going to make me even busier. But I'm excited to get started and be the best producer that 620 WTMJ has ever seen. That is what I'm motivated for that is what i'm fired up to do and that is what i'm hoping to do so i i am excited for this and i am uh, going to do as i said the best i can so moving on to the packers depth chart um what areas what um areas concern me what areas worry me what areas um For the Packers, and the biggest question marks I have, backup quarterback is one. Um, I think uh, the number two running back position is going to be interesting. What can Dexter Williams do? And is Dexter Williams even going to take some playing time away from Aaron Jones as we get into the regular season? Who's going to be that number two, number three wide receiver? Geronimo Allison was on his way to a... Potential Pro Bowl season before season-ending injuries. Devontae Adams uh, set uh, re- incredible with yards and catches last year and touchdowns. Marquez Valdez-Gatling uh, showed promise, but kind of faded. Jake Kumaro seems to be a, a a favorite of Aaron Rodgers, but is he an NFL Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening type player. Is he more of a, a training camp uh, preseason superstar? Academia St. Brown, who is my favorite young wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams on the Packers. I love Econemia St. Brown. I love what he can offer this offense. Can Trevor Davis finally be more than just a special teams player? So a lot of questions behind Devontae Adams at wide receiver. The line is obviously a concern. Um, Bakhtiari, Taylor, Lindsey, Turner, Bulaga right now is the starting, uh, five. But where does Elgin Jenkins play? Where does Cole Madison come into play? Um, where does Jason Spriggs come into play? And is Jason Spriggs on his way out, uh, off this team with the addition of a Billy Turner and, uh, the, the team being really high on uh, guys like Adam Pankey and Cole Madison and Elgin Jenkins win a guard spot. Lane Taylor struggled last year. I know injuries are a big part, but and the un, the revolving door they had at the right side of the line at times probably contributed to the downplay in Taylor. But I think he's going to get pushed. So the offensive line really intrigues me. Middle linebacker, I got concerns and question marks on. There's not much depth behind Blake Martinez. Oren Burks is uh, second year in the league after missing most of his rookie year due to a shoulder injury. Um, then they got the rookie Ty Summers, who I think is uh, going to be a pretty good athlete. But what can he does he uh, have? What it takes to be an NFL linebacker? Um, you have uh, James Crawford. Who uh, can he be an NFL middle linebacker? <laughs> I think the edge would be interesting to watch how it shapes up with the new the new guys, the Smith, the Smiths, and then you got the rookie and Rashawn Gary, and then Kyle Fracco. How does he? How does he follow up his ten and a half sack season? How does Josh Jackson develop? He struggled mightily at times last year. He seemed to hit that rookie wall. Um, Adrian Amos, Darnell Savage, Josh Jones, Raven Green, Mike Tyson, the safety positions, who steps up and takes the lead there. And can Kevin King finally stay healthy? And then the kicking game. Mason Grosby struggled at times last year, mostly in two games, but struggled at times. And then they bring in Sam uh, Sam Thicken. Who wins that kicking job? Is it Crosby, who's owed, I think, what four million dollars in the last year of his contract, or is it Sam Thick and Go with the younger guy, who uh, you might be able to use. So you know, use for the uh, for the extended future. And then if you if you look if you look at Mason Crosby's numbers, yes, they weren't great. But he he didn't get many opportunities to try field goals because the offense didn't give him any opportunities. And the majority of his misses happened, I think, in what, two games? The Lions and the Vikings? That's the majority of the misses he had happened. So so I, I look at it that there's a lot of question marks and a lot of position battles that I'm excited to watch and see. Kicker is one of them, as I mentioned, and then I went through all the others. So now let's move on to Milwaukee Brewers. And the the question being asked, as they go into a three-game series this weekend with the Chicago Cubs coming into town? And then we got a three-game series against the Athletics out in Oakland as the trade deadline comes and passes. And then they got a three-game series in Chicago, to pretty much open the month of August. And the question is, what should the brewers do? Should the brewers be sellers? Should the brewers be buyers, or should the brewers stand pat? And I think the stand pat is not getting brought up enough. And I know it's the unpopular opinion, um, because we all want to see the brewers win the World Series and go all the way. But here's the thing you look at. If we're being buyers, what do the brewers have to offer? For a Noah Syndergaard, for a Madison Bumgarner, for a, uh, you know, that pitcher out in Toronto, Stroman, what do they have to offer? And let's be real. Let's be honest here. They don't have a lot to offer, offer you. Their farm system is pretty mild to weak right now. A lot of question marks with their farm system. A lot of guys that don't really stand out to say, hey, this is a a future superstar. So you don't have a lot in the farm system to offer people. And then you look at, you know, they got some guys on their current major league roster that could be uh, used as leverage for a pitcher, a starting pitcher, a bullpen guy. But then you're weakening your everyday lineup with Moustakis, Agranda, or Travis Shaw you're weakening your everyday lineup. So is getting another bullpen arm by including one of those guys in a trade worth it? I don't think it is. And then to be sellers, what do the Brewers have to offer as sellers? What really do they have to offer? They have Christian Yelich, who isn't going anywhere. Keston Hira, who could be used as a, a trade piece to be a buyer or a seller. He doesn't cost really any money. And if you want to be a buyer, you're not giving rid of your future all star second baseman who's already shown he belongs at the major league level, batting a 327, 384, 613, 997. Uh, slash, um, the only guy with a better batting average than him is Christian Yelich. The only person with a better on base percentage than him, everyday player, is Christian Yelich. The only person with a better slugging percentage than him as an everyday player is Christian Yelich. And the only person with a better OPS than him on the everyday roster is, you guessed it, Christian Yelich. So you're not moving him one way or the other. You got, you're got you not going to get anything for Ryan Braun at this stage. Moustakis and Grandal is not going to warrant you, uh, bring you back many when it comes to prospects. Lorenzo Cain, maybe somebody would want his veteran leadership uh, on their team, I don't know. And then Orlando Arcia, who is young, but he's been inconsistent on the offensive side of things this year. He play was playing much better offensively, but hasn't been playing that great as of late. Arcia's last seven games, he's batting one thirty three. Um, in his past uh, last thirty games. I should say post-All-Star game, Garcia is batting 118. Pre-All-Star game, he was batting 239. So he's really taken a step back. So I guess the point I'm making, for those wondering when I'm debating if they should be buyers or sellers of Stamp Hat, they don't have much to sell you. They don't. To be sellers, they don't have a lot, and they're not going to get a lot in return with what they have to offer. To be buyers, they don't really have anything to get people with. So to me, and it's the unpopular opinion, and I'm sure a lot of you are going to call me an idiot for saying this, but to me, the Brewers just stand pat. Stand pat with what you got and see how far it gets you. Because at the end of the day, you're two games behind the Cubs. You're in the thick of the wild card race. And is another arm or two going to push, propel you to that division win? or get you to clinch that wild card? Is that other, an extra guy or two going to push you into the World Series? Going to, you know, make you win that Game 7 to get into the World Series? To me, it's no. I look at this Brewer team, and most of you are going to think I'm stupid for saying this, but I look at this Brewer team, and I look at the Houston Astros. And just follow me for a minute. The year the Brewers traded... Carlos Gomez and Mike Fiers to the Astros. The Astros went all in. They went all in and attempted to get to the World Series. They fell short. The year after the Astros fell short of getting to their goal, they took a step or two back. They took a step or two back, and they... Um, they weren't able to get to the World Series. They don't even think they made the playoffs, actually, in that second year after they made the playoffs, and they went all in. That was, I think, what, 2016? Then 2017. So 15, the Astros made the wild card. They went all in, made the wild card, fell short. 2016, they missed the playoffs altogether, but they didn't panic, they didn't sell guys off, they didn't uh, try to go all-in again. Um, and then in 2017, the Astros won the World Series. They stayed the course. They didn't panic, they didn't uh, get discouraged, they stayed the course, and they ended up winning the World Series a year after trying to go all-in. And I know you look at it, and you, the Brewer fans, yes, we're tired. We are tired of just falling short we're tired of not being able to get over that hump and win a championship i get it but i honestly don't know what bringing in an arm or two with what you have left i don't really see where it's going to get you. So yeah, in 2016, the Astros finished 84 and 78. I think that's probably right around the brewers are on course to getting to next year. So let's just continue, you know, let's just see where the season ends you, see where the season brings you. I mean, and let's go from there. And I know it's the unpopular opinion. And I know, as I said, most of you are going to call me stupid for even saying that just stand pat and see what happens. So that's what I feel the brewers should do. Just stand pat. You, you you're likely not get you're you're likely not going to get past the Dodgers to get to the World Series. Um, you just don't have the horses. Sorry, you you don't, and you don't really got the power to pull in. Um, you don't really got the 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 leverage to bring guys in. Um to to buy right now, so just stand pat and see where, the, see where the rest of the season gets you, so that's my thought, so with that said thank you for listening to the Evan Witt podcast, and I'm going to get to WWE, I know I mentioned WWE at the beginning, but I'm going to get to that next time, thank you for listening, thank you for taking your time to listen to the Evan Witt show, and to uh, enjoy it, I hope and for those that want to follow me on Twitter at Evan Witt Sports. You can follow the Evan Witt Show on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Evan Witt Show. You can email me, coachevan66 at gmail.com if you want any help with losing weight and getting healthy, or if you just want to tell me how big of an idiot I am for my thoughts on Mike Daniels and the Brewers. So with that said, thanks for listening, and I will get back at you probably next week sometime. Going to start breaking down division by division in the NFL, and give my picks on who will win the division. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.